These are ordinary people that haven't been arrested before. None of us had been arrested before. I did then end up saying to my husband and my daughter that I might be in jail. For a mother to go to jail, that is what it's going to take to make a difference. I got to shut off 590,000 barrels of tar sands filled with toxic chemicals. I knew that when I cut that chain and I opened that fence, that I was crossing a threshold that I couldn't uncross. I had made a choice to go into another part of my life and that I wasn't going to be able to step back from that. There's enormous pressure on us because we cannot lose this case. I have one last stab at this, and I am going to try and take it with all my might. There's this moment when you have to step out of this threshold of your own comfort and, and take a risk. They bring this beast, this monster, into the beautiful Salish Sea, and we get to fight them with kayaks. And all of a sudden, we had this thing, we had this incredible battle where we were winning, because we were winning the moral fight. The whole world was cheering for us. Once you join the battle, you're in the battle. You know, there's no, and then you're in. Everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio's Nature Connection Show with Nancy and Lisa. You know, we're the crazy mother-daughter travel team on our Love Your Parks tour and also publishers of the digital magazines, Big Blend magazines, all kinds of them. So anyway, mm -hmm. today we've got fine art nature photographer Margaret Carrera back with us as our special guest co-host. Whenever we do something to do with gardens or nature and the environment, we're like, Margo, Margo, come on. So uh, today we're very... <laughs> she's here. And, yeah. Um, and she's on every uh, fourth Friday with us. We do an environment show with her. Um, but today we're excited to welcome Joe Gantz. He is the Emmy winning producer mm -hmm. of American Winter and Ending Disease. And he's a filmmaker of the Emmy award winning. It's a lot of Emmys he's got. Yeah. Emmy award winning HBO documentary series, Taxi Cab Confessions. <laughs> and his new documentary is out March 15th. And you're going to want to watch this. So go to the yeah. website. The race to save the world.com. And that's the name of the documentary. It's about climate change and it's about the people that really they put their lives on the line. Um, they get into trouble with the law. And some people <laughs> have walked across the country in the name of getting the awareness for climate change and global warming because we are on a race uh, to save the world and um, the clock is ticking. So we really appreciate the, the work that he has done and everybody featured in his film. So welcome to the show, Joe. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. Good. It's 
Great to have you here. And, yeah. uh, you know, Nancy and I, we're recording this while we're in Anacortes, California, uh, Washington. And um, I think that's so, it was crazy because we was like, turn the documentary on. And we're like, wait, that's right outside the window where we yeah. are right now. Um, <laughs> so, it, and it really, it starts there. And you have um, a group of people that got out there with their kayaks and has to do with stopping in oil, the oil refineries. And I just, I loved that. Um, in the beginning of that, I remember it happening in the news. So were you there? At, I mean, for all of these different events going on, like even the guy who's like, I'm going to stop the oil, like, well, just turn it off. Of, <laughs> the type of documentary I do, I call life in progress. Hmm. And so our goal in making the type of documentaries I make is to be there when the events unfold in real time. So uh, just like in a fiction film, because they script it, they script it. So you feel like you're there as each event happens. And so I try to be there, uh, not just for the big moments like protests, uh, court cases, arguments, but also for the everyday moments where people are revealed through their relationships and their interactions with loved ones. So it is uh, you know, a more difficult type of documentary to make and especially this documentary, because uh, as you mentioned, a lot of these people are doing civil disobedience. Mm. And because of that, they don't necessarily want uh, you know, law enforcement to know about that in advance. And so I would often be told about it at the, you know, the 11th hour and I'd have to get my crew from Los Angeles area where we are to Anacortes or all over the country we filmed we filmed all across the country wow i mean you went all over the dakotas and i couldn't mm -hmm. believe it and here's and i'm watching everyone drive in the snow and i'm like i know about that how did they film this and mm -hmm. so you were you know um one thing that we all talked about when we first watched is and um we've been talking with other people too is you covered a lot of civil uh disobedience mm -hmm. and you know so, you know, it's a it's it's a tough, a tough pill to swallow because have we really gotten to that place of. Like, I don't really want to tell everybody, hey, let's save the climate by breaking the law, <laughs> but, but I understand right. where you're coming from, you know, because well, it gets to that point where no one listens. Yes, um, I don't feel that everybody needs to break the law, certainly, but I feel like everybody needs to get involved and Miriam who was the person who walked across the country uh, at age 72 Amazing. to try to uh, encourage people to pay attention to climate change. She said that taking action is the antidote for despair. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's been uh, a lot of articles that have come out that are frightening just in the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, The Guardian put out an article a couple of weeks ago saying, that uh, the oceans have passed the point of no return in 1914. Uh, just a few days ago, Inside Climate News said that the Amazon rainforest is approaching a tipping point where it could start to turn into a savanna desert. Wow. And just today in New York Times, uh, there's an article on how um, uh, climate change is affecting people's mental health. And they said there's a survey of people 16 to 20, age 16 to 25 in 10 countries published in the Lancet that found that three quarters were very frightened about the future. And almost 40% of young people say they are hesitant about having children because of the state of, of uh, the climate. 
And, uh, you know, so I think that many climate change films feel like they want to tell people how bad things are and how much worse they're going to get. Uh, they're, they're what I would say is information-based climate change films. And that is all true. But what happens is people sometimes see those and they're so overwhelmed by this, this, these figures that they say, oh my God, you know, what, what, the, what is the future like? And they almost become paralyzed. Mm -hmm. I feel by following these people who are in the trenches, who are doing anything and everything they can to turn this around, it's inspiring, it's energizing, and everybody needs to get involved because the wealthy and the, and the corporations, they own the politicians, and the For politicians sure. select the judges. So it's a closed system, and you know they give lip service to climate change. They talk about greenwashing, they're gonna do this, but it's going at a pace now, which is so slow that we are not going to survive this. It's, it's, it's you know, the projections for the future are very dire and we need to have a sort of a paradigm shift where people get involved, everyone gets in the streets and if everyone gets in the streets and makes their voices heard for a livable future, the politicians have no choice but to pay attention and to take action. And so I think this is a film that, that can energize people to uh, jump in and do their part. Yeah, it, I think it's time for people when they go to vote to organize and have a huge agreement on write-in candidates. So we can get rid of the, the money in politics. If we had write-in candidates that people actually knew and yeah, it just so not that they would be the perfect person, but they wouldn't be basically almost criminals. And I gotta be careful how I say that, but you know what I mean. I because, know exactly what you mean. Yeah, there's no way that any politician is making decisions based on the good of the people. Yeah, the vast, vast majority are not. Yeah. And so I, and because I do feel like we need to get government involved because the kind of sweeping changes like to put whatever it is, half a million electric charging stations across the country or, or mandate that mm -hmm. we change electric vehicles or um, you know, any number of things that can be done to have vastly more alternative energy um you need government and yeah. but to me absolutely the politicians you elect them and then the re the reality is that the 0.01% of people give them 40% of their money in other words the very very wealthy give them 40% of their money and they're they're bombarded by lobbyists and and so it's really hard mm -hmm. to get them to cooperate unless you get 40 million people in the streets as happened during the first Earth Day, and mm -hmm. then they'll pay attention. And so I know I know that everybody does not have to break the law, does not have right. civil disobedience, but everybody has to do their part because the vast majority of people know about climate change, are fearful about the future. And to get in the streets and be part of a protest or do any number of things to uh, pressure politicians is not that difficult and it's energizing when you're on the sidelines and you're doing nothing you feel paralyzed you feel defeated when you get involved <laughs> and you get in there 
and you're part of the fight and you feel uh, inspired and you're with a group of people that, you know, are doing something and it feels good. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. I mean, that's how we ended up on our tour. We did so many radio shows about uh, the, the maintenance backlog in national parks, not getting their funding, even mm-hmm. though somebody is paid towards it. And, oh, it goes to the general fund and this happened. And so, and we realized mm-hmm. that people are not really rallying as much as they should for their parks and public lands, which is goes into climate change too, you know? And so we went on the road and, and we realized this disconnect and people love their parks, but they need to stand up and do something. And it right. feels so much better. Uh, you know, action being the antidote to despair is actually one of my most favorite quotes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Joan Bias, who started yeah. that. And <laughs> you've got to think she she marched with, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. And, mm-hmm. you know, those marches mean something. I get goosebumps thinking about them because, mm-hmm. you know, and, and in your film, what I loved, you covered all ages and youth standing up instead of what they're, they're in, they're, the anxiety and depression the youth are feeling right now is a real thing, like you were saying. But to see them get out there with Starbucks cups all over them and tell people, hey, these are not healthy cups. They can make new cups. They can do different things. And, you know, it was inspiring to see all ages. But um, I think the Earth Day, was it 70 million, he was saying, people? Uh, 40 million. 40 million marched on one day. I mean, and Nixon is, you know, and he's Republican, right? He signed the EPA agreement, Clean Water Act. He even signed the act to save and protect wild horses, mm-hmm. which is the only legal thing we have to save and protect wild horses right now. So it's um, it's a very um, mm-hmm. powerful thing, what you've done showing people all sides. But I mean, you're seeing moms getting up and stopping mm-hmm. trains. I mean, you know, a, a typical mom, a mom just, you mm-hmm. know, suddenly she had no other way to do anything and she tried all the legal things well that the these oil trains are actually lethal and so Mm -hmm. many go through that area that you're in right now Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and there had been some accidents and when an oil train explodes the the protocol is to back up and not try to fight the fire that it's just out of control and so there was a couple explosions and then one train uh crashed a mile from this mother's child's school and it did not explode but she that's when she said i'm going to do something and and she was put herself on a tripod and blocked the train and got taken to court and there was a court case and uh that's part of the film but uh you know it's it's something today there are so many things that are overwhelming uh you know we have the pandemic which we've all been dealing with for two years. We're so fatigued from that. Now there's a war in Russia and Ukraine, in Ukraine, Mm -hmm. I should say. Um, And, you know, these are huge things, but if we don't deal with climate change now, it gets worse and worse the longer we put it off. And, you know, I felt felt that COP26 was going to have some agreements that would move things along. It would be a leap forward. And then it happened and nothing really got accomplished. So I I feel now that unless people demand change uh, with climate change to to stop climate change, it's gonna happen at a pace that is just a joke and nothing's gonna be saving us in time. And Marco, that's what you were emailing me last night. You're like, what happened with Joe Biden even? Yeah, that's what he ran on, and and I haven't seen much movement there, but um, I'm just concerned that uh, 
you know, the time like yourself, um, the time is running out and we need to do things now, not in 2030, not in 2050. They, they say, oh, I'm gonna do this by 2030. Well, that might be too late. And so mm -hmm. that's one reason we started the show that I'm, I'm uh, doing uh, with uh, Nancy and Lisa. And uh, it's to say, what can we do at home as individuals? What can we do as a community, local community? Maybe it's easier to get the local community Mm -hmm. uh, making the changes and then uh, then going up to the, the uh, national government. But we can't sit by anymore. And that's what your documentary uh, was all about. We can't sit by and wait. And um, so I'm really grateful that you, you did that. You also showed um, the consequence uh, to the family members by, by going in and listening you know, to the children of the people who are doing this work and, and seeing what they are, um, how they're experiencing their parents being put in jail or, or you know, the consequences for them. Uh, and so it, it's a clear, clear picture when you do that. And mm -hmm. so you're seeing everything around that as well. Yeah, are, Go ahead. I appreciate that. There's a moment in the film where, um, Michael is who turned off the pipeline. He turned off one of the pipelines bringing oil from Canada into the country. And it was, it was off for a matter of minutes. It was a symbolic gesture. And he was uh, sentenced to a year in prison. Wow. But the day before his sentencing, I filmed him. And he says, you know, these corporations are allowed to do whatever they want. They can poison the planet. They can extract... Mm -hmm all this uh, fossil fuel and it's, it's creating a disaster with our climate. They can do anything they want and there's no consequences, but turn off a pipeline, you know, and, and make this gesture that we have to think about what we're doing and, and you have to go to jail. And he was sentenced to a year in prison. Mm. We did an interview in the Dakota Access Pipeline came up and it was, you know how they always sneak things over the weekends and yes. holiday weekends Off and this holidays. Over Labor Day weekend at this time we were just doing live broadcasts all the time and we were like, oh, we're going to take Labor Day off, you know, and um, Cody Hall was one of the Native American protesters and, you know, he, he ended up, we, we did a last minute show and he called in. And he was talking about how there's no help. Where was Barack Obama on this? You would have thought, you know, here's all these indigenous people around the world standing together. Mm -hmm. But he called in and Amy from Democracy Now! had been there, just there, and gotten in trouble at that time. And, it, you know, his his friends, his family, all these people, these pregnant ladies tied themselves to these the bulldozers and, mm -hmm. and they set the dogs on him. Yeah. Just like they did. You know, it's absolutely criminal. And criminal. so we were like... We had to do the show. And, and at that point, there was no news about it. And CNN barely mm. did anything. Nobody did really anything but Amy. And when we started digging into it, who was behind this with the oil? It was crazy. And we started contacting uh, lawyers, oil lawyers. Mm. And of course, nobody didn't get very far. Because <laughs> we're saying, how do we stop this? How do we stop this? And every single bank 
every single bank was behind mm. this oil. Yeah. And, you know, when you start getting into it and you do, I get all riled up and upset and then it, that doesn't do anything unless you do something. So I think what was really great is you showed that in the documentary, how far the oil chain of money and command goes and that power goes. And, you know, from the railroad to our banks. That well, was let's important. talk about the stock market. Then. <laughs> well, that's, there's positives with that, though. There are mm -hmm. positives with that. Yeah. So Bill McKibben wrote a, a opinion piece about a week ago, and he talked about how uh, Ukraine is a war for oil. It is a war for oil because, you know, they have uh, oil, they also have minerals, and uh, the, and it's a war for oil also because nobody wants to go against Russia and Europe because they're dependent on their oil mm -hmm. and they're afraid to have that cut off. So he said that we could, it would be very possible to have a, a World War II style a push with all our industries where we convert industries to focus on making solar panels, making windmills. They converted all kinds of industries you know, to make bombers and to make yes. munitions and make mm -hmm. all kinds of clothing for the for the soldiers. And he says, it's a lot easier to make a windmill than it is a bomber. And that in a, in a matter of a few years, you could really turn this around and have us not uh, dependent on, on oil and gas and coal. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just that we lack the resolve, you know, the okay. people who uh, are making money off this will, you know, take this as an opportunity to try to extract more oil and and pollute more and it's it's um it's it's up to the people though to make the stand and say we're not going to we're not going to stand for this mm -hmm. and so i i'm i'm hoping to use this film over the next year to energize people to get involved to get off the sidelines and to uh you know get in, into the fight I think it's perfect timing mm -hmm. with this coming out March 15th. Everyone on video on demand. So Google Play, iTunes, uh, go to uh, the race to save the world.com. There's links up there. Um, so basically, most places where documentaries uh, you can find, like, um, unfortunately, Amazon apparently doesn't do that anymore. But we'll find out more about that on, on documentaries. But um, it's really important, I think, you know, when you watch this. What can you do? What action can we take? And with Earth Day coming up just, you know, over a month from now, um, it's, it's a you can get a march together in your neighborhood. You can get some clean, you know, you can write letters, you can do things together. And you've got a month to make Earth Day really, really happen this year. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's some great organizations that you can join and be with some like minded people. There's 350.org. There's the Extinction Rebellion. And, you know, when you, when you get with those people and you just feel that group energy of people who, you know, are willing to do what it takes. Um, and, uh, you know, the vast majority of folks in those groups do not do uh, civil disobedience or risk arrest, but they're, they're just making a stand and saying that, you know, for all our futures and certainly for our kids' future, we, we really have no choice but to do something that is going to be a paradigm shift here. This, these incremental changes are just not going to do it. 
Yeah, it, it's, mm. it goes beyond fighting with people on the wrong side or, or like against you on Facebook. I mean, it just, just oh, stop no. it. It's, it's just pointless, That's the arguments. Just a um, waste. And I just want to give up to a shout out to Greenpeace because really when they jumped that bridge, that was so cool. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> that must have been epic to film that, right? Did you know they were going to do that? Uh, no, <laughs> I didn't know beforehand. Wow. Greenpeace is a little less of an organization that uh, does protesting. They do uh, more, if I'm correct, they do more events where they solicit people and they do these very filmable events. Like in the film, mm. the, it was unbelievable. The, the folks in the kayaktivist group yeah, wow. were trying to keep the Finica, which is a support vehicle for an Arctic drilling rig. The support vehicle was the Finica and they were trying to get it from, from leaving the port of Seattle by blocking it. And uh, right as it's coming down uh, the river there to get to the ocean, uh, I think 14 different people repelled from the bridge and they repelled to a point where it was low enough that the Finica could not pass without knocking into them. So it had, the Finica had to turn around. It, it ended up leaving a couple of days later, but uh, it was effective and it was beautiful. Mm. And these people stayed in their pods under the bridge for like three days. Wow. It's amazing because uh, the kayakers went out there. They're not armed. They're not, they're just out there. And I just watching the boats, like just hit them away that that was like, wow, wow. Dude, that, that was some crazy. That, so, you know, it's, um, it really makes you think your film really makes you think, and it does make you want to get your butt off the couch, you know, watch the film. You can sit on the couch. To watch the film but have a mm -hmm. notepad and think about it <laughs> think about what to do so yeah uh, everybody really. can do something whether it's writing letters mm -hmm. it's having a blog a radio show uh whether it's getting involved in these protests but we just have to show uh you know from that article i just read at least three quarters of people are worried about the future with climate change mm. but most of those people are kind of silent and mm. kind of feeling like what can one person do or you know how can i make a difference well it, once we all act in concert we can make a difference we can make a difference. that's a really good point that everyone does something together so that it does make a shift you know mm -hmm. we're all doing our own little things and not communicating and doing something it, it it's you're going to have a longer road a much longer road so you know yeah. I, I went to the uh the, the, there's a moment in the film of this New York, um, it, it was a uh, parade almost, 400,000 mm -hmm. people came there yeah. to protest climate change. It was so thrilling to be among, you know, almost a half a million people all, wow. you know, making their voices heard for uh, a livable future. And I happened to have my one meeting with the head person from, from, uh, from uh what's that organization you just mentioned um, greenpeace greenpeace yeah so i i had one lunch with with her and i talked about the film and i mentioned you know this this parade in new york was so inspiring and with four hundred thousand people you imagine that nine tenths of those have never been to a protest before um and I said, why don't the Greenpeace and 350.org and the Reality Project and Extinction Rebellion, why don't you all cooperate and have a protest every two months in a different city? 
And, and I said, you know, if, if you could just show those kind of numbers, even if maybe you had it in Houston and only 30,000 people showed up and then you had it in San Francisco and 200 and then you had it in Cincinnati and 100 or whatever, it just, it, every, to be in one of those protests gets you involved. And once you're involved, you're in. Once you're in, you're in. So uh, I, I tried to advocate for all the climate organizations to band together and mm -hmm. do a maybe bi-monthly enormous protest in a different city, but it never happened. So yeah, uh, it's hard to get all the groups together. We've tried to even on radio shows. Mm -hmm. There is because there the way the nonprofit world is set up, I think, is that they they almost pit. They're it's a competition almost fighting for, funding, for funding. fighting for funding. And now, especially, I mean, so many nonprofits and organizations lost funding over the, those certain four years. And um, so now it's, it's a little harder. And so I, I wonder will, if it is that. I don't know. I think you're exactly right. And mm -hmm. that's the reason. But, um, you know. It, it's an email blast, it's, everybody. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like endorsing this every mm -hmm. few months and, and getting people in the streets. I mean, the people know about climate change. You can't be a human being alive on this planet and not be aware that these hurricanes are getting worse. These droughts are getting worse. Sea levels rising. Wildfires. It's wildfires in <laughs> California <Tornadoes>. and Washington. <laughs> you can't be alive on this planet and see not see these changes. So all we have to do is pick some times where we show that everybody or the vast majority mm -hmm. of people agree. And so screw the you know 60% of politicians in this country that are working for the corporations, if 40, 50 million people get in the street, uh, not necessarily at the same time, but you know, those group of people show where they stand, they won't have a choice. We have to make it clear that, uh, that people are behind fighting climate change and want changes of a, of a substantial nature now. And, and if we could manage that, then maybe the right sort of candidates would start to appear because they would know they'd have some real backing. Because right yeah. now, it doesn't look like there's real backing for a candidate mm -hmm. that really wants to take on big gas and oil. Mm -hmm. no, Ocean Champions, um, I, yeah. I don't know what they're doing now, but they were on our show for many years. And you're going to meet Mike Dunmeyer, who's now mm -hmm. an offshore, off, offshore wind energy. and um, he would come on our shows and, and Ocean Champions, they raised money just mm -hmm. to in, to uh, help fund politicians that did the right thing to go against the opposition. And Florida mm -hmm. was one of the biggest races. And and it was difficult to even time our shows because they the opposition was listening to our show. It was like this war was go I mean, like a serious <laughs> war went on. And it was fun because we did we did uh, we did some yeah really interesting shows. Thanks. Well, <laughs> we did some we taught people how to call the White House. Yeah, that was fun. Thing. Not not one percent of the people, but one hundredth of one percent of the people donate forty percent of all the donations to politicians. So this small sliver of very rich people yeah. give money to the politicians and guess who they listen to? Exactly. You know? Yeah. And uh, so we have to make our voices heard and drown those people out. Yes. Yeah. Stomp on where, you, where you put your money is important too. Like instead of sending it to the politicians, 
send it to an organization that's doing good work and that their work is actually making a difference. Mm -hmm. And one of those that I like to, um, uh, that I think have made the most impact in the past uh, couple of years was Earth Justice. Have you heard mm -hmm. of them? Yeah. yeah, where they might, like the young, young man who went to the courts uh, to get justice for the youth. Um, Earth Justice has been take, taking these cases on and they've been winning. Mm -hmm. uh, the biggest one is, was down in Florida recently where they were gonna drill in this area that is so Cypress. rich in, in uh, nature mm. um, and sea life that it would have been horrific. So they stopped it and Biden didn't, sorry, I don't <laughs> wanna get political. <laughs> so, um, just gonna let it go. So yeah. Aji, who is in the poster <laughs> behind you, Aji's in the poster for Race to Save the World. He was, he and his younger brother <coughs> were two teenagers in the court case in Washington state and the federal court case that was challenging the idea that young people have the right to a livable future and a livable climate. And it miraculously, they won the court case in, hmm. in Washington state. And they were all overjoyed. These, you know, these are young kids as plaintiffs who are probably anywhere from seven to seventeen. Amazing. And then the corporations kept it in, you know, the turnaround, and and uh, nothing ever happened. It, it's it's, it's been it's been maybe eight years since it was first uh, agreed on, and uh, that the, they won, but nothing substantial has changed. So. Uh, it's just, it's really hard mm. to fight uh, these corporations. And, um, you know, we have to be united if we're going to have a, a chance. Mm. Absolutely. Well, thank you so mm. much for all the work. And also yeah, to all the it. people in the documentary for what they do and also for opening their lives to you as a documentarian. I think that is really special that they allowed you into, you know, their mm. homes and to see the reality. I, you know, I think that's something special. Moments. Yeah, I followed yeah. very intimate moments in, in the families with their loved ones and their kids and their oh, that's a, They're awesome. Everyone, the race to save the world.com. Go there March 15th. It's available on uh, Google Play, iTunes, Eventive, YouTube, all those places. Um, so go check it out. And thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Margo. Yeah. Keep up at Margo at CarreraFineArtGallery.com if you want some nature inspiration for why we're going to save this planet. And yes. also BigBlendRadio.com. <laughs> we air daily. So check us out there. Thank you so much. It's been thank a real you, pleasure. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Nancy. Thank mm -hmm. you, Margo. I appreciate it. You thank take you. care. Thank you. you too. Nice talking with you. Honor your work. Thank you. Come here, gather round the stage The time has come for us to voice our rage Against the ones who've trapped us in a cage To steal from us the value of our wage From underneath the vestiture of law The lobbyists at Washington do not 
At liberty the bureaucrats guffaw And until they are purged we won't withdraw We'll occupy the streets We'll occupy the courts We'll occupy the offices of you Till you do The bidding of the many, not the few Our nation was built upon the right Of every person to improve their plight The laws of this republic they rewrite And now a few own everything in sight They own it free of liability They own that they are not like you and me Their influence dictates legality And until they are stopped, we are not free We'll occupy the streets We'll occupy the courts We'll occupy the offices of you Till you do the bidding of the many, not the few You enforce your monopolies with guns While sacrificing our daughters and sons But certain things belong to everyone your fevery has left the people none So take heed of our notice to redress We have little to lose, we must confess Your empty words do leave us unimpressed A growing number join us in protest We occupy the streets we occupy the courts We occupy the offices of you Till you do The bidding of the many, not the few You can't divide us into sides and from our gaze you cannot hide Denial serves to amplify And our allegiance you can't buy Our government is not for sale The banks do not deserve a bail we will not reward those who fail We will not move till we prevail We'll occupy the streets We'll occupy the courts We'll occupy the offices of you Till you do 
the bidding of the many, not the few. We'll occupy the streets, we'll occupy the courts, we'll occupy the offices of you till you do. The bidding of the many, not the few. We are the many, you are the few.